Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, faithful listeners, and welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host. I live in Prescott, Arizona. I don't like the cold. I don't like the snow. But I do like movies. With me, my good buddy, on the other side of the planet, maybe not the planet, the other side of the country, mysterious Michael Talent. Oh, why am I Michael? Why it's so formal? I don't like it, Matt. Michael. 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 What? What is this? The Lost Boys? We already reviewed that. Yeah, we already did that. But, you know, any chance to revisit one of the greatest teeny bopper vampire movies ever, it's worth it. Way better than that Twilight garbage. <laughs> you don't like the Shining Vampires or whatever? I don't know. No, I do not like sparkles. Vampires oh, yeah, don't sparkle. Yeah, yeah, sparkles. It's ridiculous. So, all right, Mike, speaking of things that are not sparkly, this week was your pick. It is a film on the old Netflix with a giant Marvel Cinematic Universe tie-in right on the cover. We're talking about Outside the Wire. Mike, you want to do the little uh, thingamabobber you do? Uh, yes, Matt, I will do the rundown. All right, so Outside the Wire is uh, directed by Mikhail Hofstrom, and it's written by Rob Yescombe and Rowan Antle. Uh, it's starring Anthony Mackie, uh, also known as Falcon, uh, Damson Idris, Enzo Salentri, Emily Beecham, and Michael Kelly. And in the near future, a drone pilot, <coughs> a.k.a. our uh, host Matt, sent into a war zone, finds himself paired with the top-secret android officer on a mission to stop a nuclear attack. Dude, I am not a drone pilot. As much as you want me to be one, Mike, I am not a drone pilot. I know it really pushes your buttons, so I always like to call you a drone pilot. <laughs> well, all right, Mike. Thank you for calling me that. So, okay. Um, I don't know, dude. This movie was okay. The concepts were interesting, but the execution wasn't great. Um. You know, it was a kind of started out as a familiar kind of story with the uh, save the world from a nuclear attack, like we've seen so many times. But I did like some of the uh, questions and some of the kind of near future stuff that was shown in this. I thought it was pretty neat with uh, the um, <laughs> gumps, <laughs> the <laughs> uh, the like automated soldiers. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's like some of the best parts of this movie was the integration of robots into the battlefield and how you see they're just like standing there taking bullets and then they start figuring out ways to take them out. I mean, that honestly, that's probably some of the more interesting aspects of this film. And I, I wasn't a huge fan of the actor that did the drone pilot. I thought he did okay. I thought he could have been better. I don't know. It was It was okay. The sci-fi-ness of it was fun. How's that? Yeah, the, the, the sci-fi-ness of it was pretty fun. And it asked some important kind of neat questions, especially towards the end there, that we will talk about a little bit more after we do um, 
uh, a couple questions here, but um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. The special effects most of the time were pretty good. There was occasionally it was a little hokey, but uh, I thought overall it was it was pretty good for the special effects, and that helped keep me in it. Um, yeah, it was. It I think it could have been better, but I wasn't you know. I wasn't disappointed with it, so I, I I like this movie. I wasn't disappointed, but I I think it could have been better. I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed myself, but I don't know. I guess I just having such star power as Anthony Mackie, I expected it to deliver a little bit more. But you're right. I mean, the special effects were pretty good, Mike. They they weren't awful. Um, I've definitely seen a lot worse, especially for a Netflix film. Yeah, no, I I thought they did a good job with it. Um, I think they used their uh, you know graphics budget and stuff in important places, and, and it turned out well. Let's see what what else can we talk about? Um, do you think they call them Gumps because they're stupid like Forrest Gump? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of wondered what if there was some tie to Forrest Gump because I felt like it was kind of funny, but uh, maybe maybe they're because they're just a little bit slow and and not quite. I I don't know, but they're really good at soldiering, just like Forrest was. That's good. That's good. Or do you think it's just like an acronym? It's probably just a stupid acronym. As much as we want it to be something cool. It probably is a, s- a stupid acronym, knowing the military. Uh, the military is very high on acronyms. Everything's an acronym. So, okay, Mike, well, let's see. The story was typical on most levels, save the world from nuclear holocaust. Takes place in Europe, Eastern Europe, which there's not a whole lot of movies that do that anymore. Had an okay cast. Acting was okay, except for I wasn't a huge fan of the drone pilot guy. I also didn't think that was super realistic either, that for being punished of killing people, they sent him to a war zone. I figured they would just court-martial him, but, you know, maybe things are different in 10 years. Um, No, man, I, I, I actually think it kind of made sense in a military-type way. Uh, you know, send him out to the front line, and if he makes it, I guess he can live. Yeah, but in the real world, they they wouldn't do that. Come on. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, t- to me, it seems somewhat fitting. Hmm. But that's just me. Uh, I did like, there was some kind of cool gr- action scenes. There's a couple cool ones that I kind of liked um, in there uh, with, you know, the drone human dude. So, well, what action scenes are that, Michael? Uh, just some of the building like scenes where he's kind of uh, there. There's a scene where he he throws an incendiary device and then he he shoots it. I thought that was kind of cool. Like I thought it was pretty neat shot. It was a little quick, but I liked it. You know what I'm talking about, Matt? No, was it when he like kicked a grenade and then shot it? Yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know if that was an incendiary device, but it was just a grenade. Yeah, but that was still cool, man. I liked when uh, uh, the, I I guess I can say Russian people, I don't know, the Russian gangster people, whatever, 
figured out that they could use like magnetic grenades on the gumps and they were like throwing them getting like 20 feet away and the magnets just like suck right onto the gump that was interesting well i don't know if it it would quite work that well but i thought the idea was quite you know poignant you know how do you take out the i was like oh that's that's a pretty good idea no it made sense (laughs) but yeah i'm just i don't know i don't think they (laughs) i think a magnet for it to work that far away would have to be quite a bit bigger but i mean you know yeah well maybe they're using those those crazy ones i mean i doubt you would be using those ones those ones that are like super strong but even those need to be close yeah they they do there's a uh, giant I, I forget what i what what they're called but like they're just super strong like and you can use them to like hold all kinds of things and crazy um well, like even when they use those giant magnets to pick up cars they're still like right on it you know yeah that's true that's true all right um uh, yeah that that was kind of cool i also like the uh russian gimps or gumps sorry oh yeah (laughs) mike it's not pulp pulp fiction (laughs) yeah bring out the gimp i'm sure they might have those and they're probably called gimps maybe i don't know instead of gumps Go get me the gimp. No, no, no. The prettier one. Terrible, Terrible Mike. Terrible. But yeah, no, they were interesting, especially how they like run all fours and then would like bolt themselves down to the ground. And then they had a much more powerful like weapon like built into them. Yeah, yeah. I think it was to handle the, the, that weapon. They basically had to like mount, mount themselves. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it was a different... It showed that they were, they had a different idea of what what could work with with the soldiers and stuff. So I I kind of like that concept of the different using robots in different ways to help uh, you know uh, take out the enemy and then also not lose as many humans. Although these ones were fairly mixed in with the humans, so lots of humans were still lost. Yeah, right. Uh, explain that one, like. They're still having quite a few human beings intermingled with only a handful of robotic soldiers. So do you think that's what we will see in the future? Or do you think it'll just be teams of robotic soldiers like at the end when it was just like the gumps? I don't know. I guess maybe you would phase it in slowly to like help train them. Maybe if, if, if they start doing stuff, you're like, Hey, no, what are you shooting at? That's dumb. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, the way that the near future and all that stuff is going and machine learning, machine learning is great, but what it is is essentially just teaching you everything that everything you can do wrong and then telling you the few ways you can do it right. And then all of a sudden you, you know how to do everything, but through lots of trial and error. So like for machine learning to be able to do like, you know, um, map for like pictures where it identifies what kind of dog it is or whatever they fed it like millions of pictures to be like hey this is this kind of dog and like people like train the machine so So do you think that's how they would be able to train the robots as they would have to be out with but then would it go to like a central database or would just that one be trained properly and then when it you know gets blown up by a magnetic grenade miraculously from 20 feet away 
You know what I'm saying? Or do you think it just goes uh, to a central yeah. database? No, no. It would have to go to a database for it to work well. And then they'd all have to download from it, you know, daily or something. You know, they, they'd have their charge session and then they'd also do downloads of the latest uh, AI models based on the machine learning. So they're not going to be Wi-Fi? Uh, I mean, there might be Wi-Fi, but I, I feel like when you're at war, you might might lose the signal. Hmm. Well, then maybe they should connect to the cell towers. You know, five G. Um, if if they're in war in a different country that doesn't have five G, they might have to connect to the satellite. But hey, Starlink's got it. It's fine. But Mike, this is a way that we could militarize Verizon Wireless. We can get them a little bit of that uh, military money, you know? Oh, yes. Yes. I'm sure Verizon Wireless needs a little bit more money. <laughs> well, I mean, they pretty much control the FCC as it is, so why not give them some more? Hmm? You know, you're absolutely right. Let's give them some more money. Okay, Mike. So speaking about spending money, do you have a question you want to ask me? Oh, yes, I do, Matt. Uh, what are you drinking this fine evening? well michael thank you for asking i'm drinking a dick's mountain amber ale from dick's brewing company in washington the state of washington it is delightful nice nice not too hoppy for you man i know you hate the hops I don't hate the hops. I just am not a big fan. It's, it is an amber, so it's a nice, mild, brown, flavor-filled beer instead of some bitter, hot, soapy garbage that you just took a sip out of. Okay, Mike, what IPA? Come on, go ahead. Uh, all right, so mine is, uh, it's not too bad. It's, it's, a, it's a hopping nomad IPA, and it's a session ale, so it's, it's not it's not too strong and it's not too bitter man so mike now that marijuana is legal in arizona are we gonna have to start doing a what are you smoking podcast too like segment uh i don't know man um i guess it's up to you uh, <laughs> i think I, I, th I think i would be abstaining so it'd be more on your side michael you know i'm not allowed my lungs are damaged and messed up as it is so i can't the so so you got some gummies mm-hmm yep it's all about the worms. <laughs> nice. Not the bears. The bears are okay, but if you're you're you know really trying, you got to get the worms. They're they're a little bit more potent, you know, and you can have multiple ones, but you got to watch out because they they're creepers. All right. So you have your purple sticky gummy. Purple sticky icky gummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike. So. Um, I don't know how to go from purple sticky icky to Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm just going to ask, uh, Mike, how does Outside the Wire from 2021, because there is another Outside the Wire from 1996, relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, as you alluded to earlier, obviously, uh, Anthony Mackie is our MCU tie-in for this one. 
and he plays Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon, in numerous MCU movies. Uh, but I'll, I'll go ahead and name them. Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, and Captain America Winter Soldier. And what about the new TV show? Oh, I don't know. I haven't uh, watched it yet. Uh, it's not out yet. It's not out until March. It's going to come out. They're going to roll like right after WandaVision. Okay. Uh, I, I tried to watch WandaVision. The first episode was really weird. So I'm, I will watch more of it. It was just the first episode. Was strange. Dude, that's, how, that's what it's supposed to be. That's why it's so good. There's so many little hidden Easter eggs in every single one of the first like three episodes. And then episode four blasts the whole thing wide open. All right, all right. I mean, I'll I'll get through it. It was just, it was weird, and I was like, uh, I'm going to have to watch this in a different mood. No, dude, it's really, really good. But if you know your Marvel Cinematic Universe history or Marvel history helps even more, you will start picking up on things. But, you know, since you're way behind everyone else and we're all keeping up with the show as it rolls out every week, uh, you know, you'll just power through it and it'll start explaining because... You'll be okay. Okay, good. I want to be okay, Matt. Well, but it, it's interesting to discuss, you know, what, what certain things are and what this is and what that is. And I've listened to some podcasts and, you know, uh, Stacy has called and asked me like, hey, what is this? And what is that? I know you like Marvel and the comics and what's this? And so, but you'll just be like, oh, I'll just go on to the next one. You'll just binge it all. It doesn't have the same effect as watching it every week. Ah, I see. It makes you ponder and think about things. Okay, well, I can still watch it weekly. I, I mean, even though I could binge it, I can just watch it weekly. Yeah, but we all know you're going to binge it, Mike. I might have a bit of a binging problem, but that's okay. They tell me that's okay. They say, with the pandemic, binging is okay. Alcoholism, not okay. Binging, even, okay. Even during the pandemic? Even during the pandemic, not okay. I know, I asked. Okay, I was going to say, because that sounds just disappointing. They really frown upon it. Sorry, Matt. Being in like the COVID world isn't like being an alcoholic and stuck in your own house, kind of like almost like being in rehab in some ways, because when you run out of beer, you can't really go get it. No, you just order it online. Uh, that's it true. just comes. That's true. I forgot. I guess we can spoil it. I don't know. We've already pretty much spoiled a lot of it. We didn't spoil the end of it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, uh, you know, it's, um, I like, I like the questions that the, um, uh, let's see, Cap, Captain, um, what was his, uh, character's name? Captain, oh, Stubby. man. No, it's not Stubby. Leo. Yeah, Captain Leo, um, posed during, towards the end there. He's like... You kill two to save 38. It's like, you'll kill millions. I'll save hundreds of millions. It's like, wow. You know, it's almost so, sort of Thanos-like from the Avengers. Very much so. And the old switcheroo. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it, it, I guess it had some aspects of Training Day in it. I don't know. This movie reminded me of lots of other movies. Like, it reminded me a little bit of... Uh, Black Hawk Down for some of the ways that it was. And it reminded me uh, of Training Day a little bit with, you know, 
um, <laughs> with with uh, w- what's his uh, nickname? D D Wash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, yeah, with with D Wash. Uh, Denzel Washington for our listeners who maybe didn't listen to the last couple of podcasts where we review a Denzel Washington movie but anyway everybody loves um, D-Wash yeah training day you know kind of where he's like a new guy and it's his first day and then he's kind of thrown into like all kinds of shit that's kind of what this was like it was like he basically reported to duty and like I don't know 30 minutes later he's out outside the wire and he has no idea what that is and you know it's just rough out there and and he has the seasoned uh more badass soldier dragging him along holding his hand and then all of a sudden magically he starts becoming a badass at one point oh oh you mean our our uh trainee trainee yes oh i don't know if he becomes badass i mean he kind of gets rocked i don't know i feel like he's just there he's stumbling along through it but he still took out anthony mackie's character who no one else could take out he let him you think so yeah he knew that he was gonna die either way he did the math but he wanted to end all the wars so by attacking america so why didn't he wait and let that happen before he killed him because then the movie wouldn't have progressed, Matt. Come on. Dude, I would have rather... I mean, I know it's dark, but I would have rather have seen that ending. Where, you know, Anthony Mackie's character successfully, you know, creates a nuclear holocaust. That is dark, Matt. That is dark. Well, it's just different. Instead of, oh, everybody get saved the day and it's a happy ending. And I don't know. Well, I mean, the beginning drone strike was kind of an interesting. Like, I don't know why... He went ahead and did it anyway, but I mean, it led into the, you know, the movie. Uh, but Matt, I do have a question when, um, Captain Leo was like, oh yeah, there was a launcher in that vehicle. It was a good call. You think he was just manipulating him? Like Captain Leo's the one that sent the launcher over there? No, no, no. That Captain Leo was just telling him that there was one. He doesn't know that there was, right? No, he the the drone pilot guy claims that he saw it with you know the cameras. Remember? Yeah, right. I know, but uh, you know, uh, Captain Leo read the report, and so he might be using that to be like, "Hey," like reinforcing that mindset. Well, yeah, I'm sure he probably is, because isn't that one of the things about uh, Anthony Mackie's character? He's also supposed to be a master at manipulation specifically human emotions and human manipulation yeah so i feel like there might not have really been a launcher in there and that was the beginning of setting him up to to groom him to do these things like take out his weird backup chip thing or whatever well he tricked him by not saying it was a backup chip or whatever he said it was a tracking chip yeah well of course so, but a tracking chip versus a failsafe chip, completely different. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying the the way that he like slowly manipulated him into doing different things by, you know, just feeling him out and stuff. I, you know, I guess he was a master of manipulation. Uh, I did like the scene where he touches his hand. He's like, what's it feel like? He's like warm and tissue. And he touches his arm and it's cold. It's like, yeah, well... 
I figured I'd be have to shake hands or whatever. I was like, that was kind of cool too. Like that was smart. Yeah, no, that was that was the government decision. Yeah, that made sense because, yeah, he will be you know shaking hands with people a lot. Yeah, um, but that was interesting that they just just kept that part to be like more fleshy or whatever. I thought that was cool. I thought that was a good touch. Well, another question is if Anthony Mackie's robot is so like advanced then how come the gumps aren't smarter than what they are wouldn't they want to add like another 25 percent? sure they don't want to afford or can afford to do the level that the uh badass soldier robot guy is but wouldn't they want to have like an extra 25 percent into the gumps so that they don't get their asses blown up all the time as much uh yeah i would think that would happen so i'm not sure but it, it, it it was vague on how much, how many there were of his style. If he was just one, you know, classic, you know, need to know type thing, and you don't need to know. Well, that's what my guess would be: is that they could only afford to do one of him, and instead of protecting him, they just threw him in the middle of the mix, and we're like, "Do your thing. Let's see how well this really works before we make some more." Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, okay, Mike. What what did you think about the race line? What do you mean the race line? Oh, oh. The, why the, Anthony the... Mackie's character was black, and why the robot explains why he's black instead of a white person. Uh, I mean, it made sense. I mean, from a, a universal standpoint, right? Yes. No, I I agree. I just was wondering if you think it was a uh story choice or if it was just a i don't know affirmative choice i don't know what do you what do you think oh uh i think it was a story choice i think i think it lended to the story just fine you know trying to have somebody who could you know be uh kind of more um akin to all of the different uh cultures around the world I don't know. It seems to, it made sense to me. I was I didn't question that at all. I was like, oh yeah, it's it's a pretty good idea. Well, I'm not saying questioning it. I'm just saying if you're if you think it was the director and the writer blatantly trying to say something about race, or if it was just a story thought. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, you never know. Sure. I mean, they they could have been, but. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, what do you what do you think, man? I don't think so. I'm going with. I think they were trying to make it more interesting and explaining why he is the way he is, which makes sense. Being that it might actually personally be a statement on war and how the war zones are never fought in our own backyard. It's always fought in other people's yards. I mean, there was a little bit of that with the the um usa and like uh kind of you know um we always send our peacekeepers um and it's it's kind of a ironic term for uh, soldiers yeah well Uh, i i think that's exactly what it was it was just more of that yeah i guess you know the world as a whole is probably kind of tired of uh you know uh team america uh policing the the whole world uh like uh we we could probably just let them do whatever they want as long as they don't blow us up <laughs> team, team america world police yeah team america world police one of the greatest puppet movies ever made 
Yes, indeed. Indeed. Just a great movie. I mean, it just happens to have puppets in it. When are we going to review that, Mike? I don't know, man. But I can't wait to talk about how, you know, uh, freedom isn't free. And it costs you and me a buck oh five. <laughs> God, there's there's so many movies, man, that we can do. There's so many. But there's we got so many, yeah. We gotta get on the new ones, you know. The new ones are I don't know. I mean we don't have to, but it seems like they're cranking them out now. Like uh, it seems like the gears are really rolling with the different things and all those movies that they have on backlog, I think they're just going to dump them to streaming. So we're going to start seeing more stuff. Like, for instance, I watched a movie the other day that I haven't seen in a very long time, and it was much different to me as an adult than as a kid. I just randomly ran across it and decided to watch it on Valentine's Day. It was uh, City Slickers. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's a great movie. I honestly don't think I've watched that since high school, and it was much different as an adult, especially the beginning. It's you actually get a lot of the really messed up adult humor in the beginning. Okay. All right. Um, what was that on a streaming service or it's on HBO? Just... Yeah. It's on HBO max and HBO. I might, uh, might try and watch that. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I, I do remember it was quite funny. Yeah. It was very entertaining, especially <laughs> there was one part where they're talking about, um, how to set up the VCR to record something while you watch a different channel. And it was like, we just would never even have this conversation today, you know? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, geez, these days, you know, we have DVRs or, or, or digital DVRs that just do stuff for us. Like, I mean, we're super spoiled, man. Like spoiled with all kinds of stuff. We're spoiled that within a few seconds, we can start a movie. Just that's amazing over the internet. I think it's, one of the reasons why the pandemic hasn't been worse is because we've had this access to all this content. Can you imagine if we didn't have the internet during the pandemic? Ooh, man. I guess it'd just be divorces and, and fights. More than what we already have, yeah. It'd probably be pretty crazy. Yeah, oh, it'd be real crazy. I mean, ima- ma- imagine with no Zoom and stuff, like we couldn't do anything, like for work. Oh, geez. Zoom or, or Skype or... Any of those teleconferencing uh, teams? I don't know. There's 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 quite a few of them out there, but th- th- I think those are the big ones. Just video conferencing. Yes, yes, video conferencing. Let's go generic. Yes, I'm going with generic. Yeah, yeah. You listed all of them off. I'm going generic. Okay. What's really weird is that um, my work. We've been using Zoom for like two or three years, and then all of a sudden the pandemic hits, and like everybody's like, "What's Zoom?" and Everybody's using Zoom, and we're like, well, we've been using it for a while. <laughs> not not the way that we use it now, but we were using it, you know, when we had to do stuff long distance. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've known some people who've uh, used Zoom for a little bit, but um, I was not too familiar. I mean, I knew what it was. I just didn't need a reason to use it, and then... Well, that reason came about about a year ago, and uh, now I'm a Zoom Pro. Microsoft really dropped the ball on that one. They had it cornered, man. They had Skype forever. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. They they muddled up their, their offerings with um, their newest thing, Teams. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's like 
it's like Skype, but like super weird and it has too many features and it just, it's kind of bloated. It doesn't really make sense. And, uh, they kind of forced it to all the business users. So it's cool. Yeah. I was going to say, isn't that a corporate thing using teams? Uh, yeah, tends to be. And, and Microsoft, they, they were sneaky on this one. Basically they're like, Hey, if you have office, um, and all this stuff, here's teams. They just like gave it to everybody. They just slid it on in there, kind of like Internet Explorer. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, you know, if there's a pandemic, you guys could use this." Just saying, just saying. Or Edge, you know? Yeah, the number one thing people use Internet Explorer and Edge for doing installing Chrome. <laughs> nice. Well, dude, the new Edge uh, after they delete the old Edge is uh, Chromium based. That's weird. Hey, whatever works. Yeah, man. Uh, they're, and they're helping Chrome fix the problems with Chrome. So, like, memory problems? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I still I still have Firefox and use Firefox on a lot of things, but a lot of websites do not like Firefox, like, whatsoever. Especially video and interactive stuff, like Facebook, really does not like Firefox. They get very angry at it. Yeah, um, definitely when it comes to, like, website design and stuff, people aim for Chrome. So, uh, often, you know, what you should do is test it on all the major ones, but, uh, that, that's not a thing. So that doesn't happen. Um, so everybody just does Chrome and calls it a day. All right, Mike. So let's do it. How many reels do you give outside the wire? All right, man. I like this one. I'm going to give it three and a half reels. Well, all right, Mike, we're back to, uh, our not normal. I only give it three reels. Oh, wow, man. Look at you being harsh. And I was actually teetering between two and a half and three. Wow. All right. Well, hey, you know, whatever, man. That's fine. Um, I guess, you know, you, you, can be, you can be rough, you know. Maybe all this cold winter over there uh, is really, you know, making you bitter. I don't know. No, it's my age. Oh, yeah. Never mind. You're right. It is your age. Your <laughs> veins are hardening and you're just getting more and more angry. Gotcha. Yep. I need to get Roto-Rooter over here. Clean me out so I can eat some more bacon at every meal. Yeah. And do you just sit on the porch now and go, damn kids? Yeah. I yell, get off my lawn, even though it's just gravel. <sighs> yeah. You're like smoking my pipe in my rocking chair. Yeah. Your pipe full of marijuana. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> It is legal now, so. <sighs> yeah. I mean, well, you're just trying to prevent glaucoma. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know what? That's probably why I'm yelling at him to get off my lawn, because I think the gravel's really a lawn. <laughs> oh, man. Man, I guess that's some good stuff there. Yeah, it is. It's the uh, sticky, icky purple worms. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. It's not the uh, Acapulco Gold. Acapulco Gold. Yeah, what's that? What's that movie? What's that from? That's um, is that Blow? Right, that uh, the Acapulco Gold. Yeah, I I think so. I think it is. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun movie. Well, not fun, but it's a it's a good movie. Uh, fun it's is probably the wrong movie. word. But. Yeah, <laughs> probably not fun, but interesting. Yeah, about how you know it became like the giantest distributor of cocaine and then blew it all or snorted it all one of the two yeah well for sure but 
Okay, Mike, continuing with movies. Yes, Matt, what are we going to review next week? That's what I was about to ask you. Well, Mike, this is a new one that came out in December. Did it come out in December? Or was it January? It, I think it's still in the theaters, though. Am I right? Or am I right? Am I right? I'm right. Right. Yeah, December 25th. It came out on Christmas Day. It was filmed in Santa Fe, New Mexico, according to the IMDAs. That is Tom Hanks' latest news of the world. I've been wanting to watch this one since I saw a few trailers for it. Uh, I, I don't even recall Tom Hanks ever doing a Western before this. Uh, yeah, he kind of did. Um, the um, I mean, it's not a Western. I get, it was an old-time gangster movie. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Man, I can't. Something Road? Road to Perdition is not a Western. Yeah, yeah, the Road to Perdition, yeah. That is not a Western. Uh, That's a gangster movie. All right, all right, all right. I'm trying to think of... Didn't we even review that? We did. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I like that movie. It's a good movie. I bought that one. Yeah, I was just trying to think of its name. I couldn't think of its name. Well, yeah, so this one is about a Civil War veteran agrees to deliver a girl taken by... The Kiowa people years ago to her aunt and uncle against her will. Well, I'm sure it'll be good. It's got Tom Hanks in it. It does. Tom Hanks. Um, let's see. It's directed and written by Paul Greengrass. I'm doing your job for you next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Paul Greengrass. He's done some interesting stuff. I think he did Mr. and Mr. Mrs. Smith. Dude, that was a fun uh, movie. I really like that. And some other movies. He changed his name, though. It used to be something different. Like, uh, for whatever reason, he's he's green grass now. He did uh, United 93 and The Bourne Ultimatum. And also The Bourne Supremacy. And a few other movies. So, anyways. All right. Well, that'll be next week. Mike, uh, sound good? All right, man. You still yeah, there? Sounds you, good. You falling yeah. asleep or... Yeah, no, I, I'm still here. Still here, man. All right, all right. Well, I don't have anything else to add, so uh, stop looking at your porn on your iPad. and uh, Or are you fixing your iPad because it's a Mac and it's a piece of crap? Uh, no, no, it's working fine. All right, well, I can take us out of here, Matt. Uh, you know, thanks for listening, everybody, and make sure to follow us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And, uh, you know, go out. Uh, well, I guess you can't go. I don't know. Do whatever you want, but try and watch some movies at the theater would be great. If not, we understand. But go watch some movies. Go enjoy some some escaping from uh, this weird time that we're living in. So thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.